1: This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with my buddy, my pal, my coffee-drinking buddy, my grief <laughs> counselor. What else <laughs> you, What else do you want me to call you, Jared?
0: Uh, oh, man, I don't know. I'm going to start charging you for some of these. <laughs> That's I mean, uh, the grief counseling, of course, you're having to, to reciprocate that, so uh, I guess it's even, right?
1: Yeah, that's fair. I, I guess I we kind of come out even, so I yeah. don't have to pay you for you know the other services. We both
0: keep we both keep each other level headed at when we yeah. when we want to go real crazy about <laughs> Auburn football.
1: That is so true. It's kind of one of those things where like you know I feel like there have been moments where we're both in line where it's like oh this is the worst game ever and like there's no coming back from this and we're both at that but i feel like it's super rare usually it's like oh i can find something and jared's you know mad or it's the, literally the reverse and jared's like there's still hope <laughs> to,
0: to be fair people i'm usually the more uh doomsday end of the world uh aj's the more level-headed so. <laughs> maybe sometimes if you listen to our last
1: two reviews of games i think both of us have been pretty doomsday
0: <laughs> that's normal for me though you're you're, you're just <laughs> joining the crowd i guess i am i'm i'm coming to the peer pressure yeah so. that's right that's right misery loves company
1: <laughs> yeah and uh you know that it did almost start well i guess it. if you even date back it did start you said misery it Mis- reminded
0: me of missouri, missouri. like game <laughs> like that was almost misery Hey, that's a power five win for Auburn. We can't forget about that one. That's right. Yeah, it's it's a win. Right, That's a big one. That was probably that's uh, probably some banners probably hanging in the locker room over that
1: one. <laughs> oh man, if we if we have our standards that low, goodness, uh, we we got a problem bigger than than what even I feel like Carson could handle. Um, but let's talk about this Ole Miss game. Auburn lost to Ole Miss forty eight thirty four. Uh, at the beginning, you know, we were down, we were down 21 to zero. And at that point I I was like, man, this team is about to lose so harsh and so badly. Um, We did battle back a little bit, uh, but I feel like we just never were able to recover from that, that lead that Ole Miss got up on us real quickly. Um, and, And I feel like at times we even had chances to tie it or even maybe potentially get the lead. And, just never come never came to fruition. Um, and there's lots of different factors that kind of came into that, but you know, again, Auburn loses and this is another tough, you know, another loss. It's another tough loss. And, uh, I I'm still trying to like stomach how, you know, losing to Ole Miss, you know, kind of, you know, goes on us because what has it been since like 2015, since we've lost Ole Miss um, so, I mean, we've ultimately really done well against Ole Miss. Now, this year's Ole Miss under Lane Kiffin has been a lot better, um, but you know, that's just always you know I, I kind of expect when I play Ole Miss, like I think we can beat them, and we didn't. Jared, what's kind of your thoughts on this game uh, and what you saw on Saturday?
0: Yeah, I mean, it it brought a little bit of hope. From the offensive side, I mean, it's kind of like your golf game, right, or, or my golf game. <laughs> um, you know, you go out there one day and your drives working, but you can't put. Well, we had had you know one working for several weeks and, and couldn't do the other. Right. And then and we then go out there and we go ahead.
1: Yeah, like our defense. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah I think that's what you're referring terrible.
0: to. Like, yeah, it was terrible. Like, if the defense that we had seen, minus the Penn State, even the Georgia game, I think mean, they got gassed in the Georgia game. If the defense, even in the Georgia game, shows up at Ole Miss we probably win. Um, Offense showed up, and so you can't blame any of them. You can't say they were gassed or this or that. First quarter was bad, but after that, the offense gave them enthusiasm that was needed. They gave them, you know, some drives. They gave them rest. Um, You know, I think the... And there's no doubt we had still had plenty of other chances to win that game. But I think the, uh, one of the worst pass interference calls I've ever seen. Oh my gosh, dude. Probably played a factor in that game. Cause we had all the momentum. Yeah. We had, that we had just stopped them. Technically we stopped them. Um, and then that pass interference call. So that was, that was, you know, a, a huge play. Yeah. And then, and then Lane Kiffin doing the onside kick and, that again goes back to being out coached. I mean, it just mm-hmm. happens every game. I'm like, it, I wasn't surprised.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the hard thing. Like, I, I feel like this team has played hard. They're, they're still. I mean, obviously, like we're scoring, which hey, we haven't done this in a while. Is consistently scoring in the second half, and we scored 17 points in the second half. To me, that's a move in the right direction. But it, is that a? I mean, is that enough? Like. At the end of the day, a football coach is, you know, pretty much determined. You know, their their destiny, the way that they're going, is determined by how many wins you get. You know, their legacy is how many wins you had. And right now, that that record is not looking too hot. You know, Harson's got a losing record at Auburn in the last twelve games. He's only won three of those, and two of those were cupcakes. And the one that we did win against Missouri, like we mentioned, was. I mean, it was given to us <laughs> multiple times, and so it's like, is that enough? I mean, it, it, do you think is it, like for me? I'm trying to find an argument. You know, everybody's saying fire Harson, fire harsen, fire harsen. Is there any kind of argument that you can think of that's enough to say at this point we should keep Harson another year?
0: Oh, another year? No, I thought you were going to say to the end of the year. Nah. Um no, I see nothing for another year.
1: I mean, I mean even here- even
0: even the end of the year. Is that like? I, is there I, enough? No, I think I'm on record saying that I think he. Uh, I hate to say it, I, I think his either, and I don't. He's not purposely doing this. Some people are like, I wouldn't be a good doctor, right? And I, but you know, he he's out of his league. Is the point of that conversation? Mm-hmm. I don't think he's purposely being bad. He's just not. He's a, he's over his head. Yeah, I mean, he's getting out coached in every single game he plays in every. I mean, he got out of coach in the Missouri game. Their their coach was calling the right play, putting him in the right spot. Their players were just like, no, nah, we don't want it. Yeah. Um, so, case in point, um, at, at Ole Miss, w- we basically did well because we have athletes. Ole Miss, we were better. We have more athletes than Ole Miss. Their guys were just open because Lane was designing plays to get them open. Mm-hmm. So, that was coaching. Yep. Their quarterback had over 100 yards rushing. Their quarterback – Lane, and I saw it plain as day, it was a third down, I think third and 15. Lane calls a beautiful QB draw, like drop back every, you know, and then the QB just runs right up the middle wide open. We don't even do that stuff with a quarterback that's well, way more athletic. We just don't, Robbie, when he makes stuff happen, I feel like he's doing it on his own. Yeah. I don't feel like it's designed. And I'll be honest with you, man, that game probably gets way out of hand if Robbie doesn't hit that, lob pass to Coymore. That started oh my our gosh. offensive streak.
1: Absolutely.
0: And that was not designed. Yep. That was just Robbie making a play. And then once that happened, for whatever reason, it clicked. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're succeeding when we have success, period. I don't feel like it's because of scheme. I feel like it's because the players are making plays. Having said that, the screen pass that got intercepted to Tang was a beautiful play call. I feel like Tank would have scored a touchdown on that. Mm-hmm. It, it was a great time to call it. Yeah. And that was players not executing. Right. Um, so that what they do deserve credit. I feel like they called that at the right time, but they they you know, they never went back to it, but so Yeah. I, I guess to answer your question, I've seen enough to where I think if somebody is just very vanilla and understands football would give your team a better chance of winning some games down the road. Because right. I just think Harson is just not he doesn't get it. He doesn't get the in-game decisions.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I keep coming back to yeah, Yeah, he was successful at Boise State. But how many games was he in this situation? I, I don't think there were many. I mean, his winning record, I mean, he would beat teams pretty well. And it wasn't like it was you know back and forth or he'd be down 14, 21 points and have to you know motivate his team to come back and win. And that's a different kind of coaching. Uh, You 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 know call the game differently when you're in those situations, and and, you know every everybody in the SEC, every coach knows it that you have to have the best, you have to play your best game that day. And if you don't, you know that's when the upsets are going to happen, and your team's going to lose. And and the same thing for coaching. If you aren't having your best day at coaching, and you call some bad plays, you know some some stuff's just not going to go
0: your way. So. I've seen enough over the years. I don't think Kirby and Saban are fantastic in-game coaches. I've seen them make enough mistakes in close games. Uh, They just have better talent. And um, now they've built that up. They are super well coached throughout the week. Like they know their scheme and everything. But I've seen them make some boneheaded in-game decisions. Kirby made them early on at Georgia. Cost him a couple of games. Um, But they have more talent. And at Auburn, right now, you're going to have to have a good coach who can mm-hmm. scheme up stuff. That's what Gus did when he came in lane right now is scheming Ole Miss players open. Right. They are not more talented than Auburn. Um, I don't, you know, anybody that talks about Auburn can't compete with other teams. I'm like, well, Ole Miss has less talent than Auburn and they're it, competing.
1: And we had, we, we were competing and, and I'll give them that. I, I think to compete against a number nine team, I think that says something like we have the talent to be there. Um, and, you know, I keep, you know, going back to this, you know, coaching conversation of like, should we give Harson more time? And, and you look at, you know, a couple of coaches, you know, that are in the SEC that are pretty new. You know, Lane Kiffin's only been in Ole Miss, I think this is his third season. And look at him. He's put together 10 plus one season at a place, at Ole Miss, who has never done that before. And now they're 7 and 0. And that's, that's pretty crazy to me. Again, that's all like, to me, that is coaching. Because you could have, you know, Ole Miss could have stuck with just your average Joe, regular quarterback, you know, would have been or coach, not quarterback, and you know that would have been fine. They would have probably won six, seven games a year, maybe eight. And now they've got a good coach, if not a great coach, and look how how much that's you know helping them. You kind of also look at another coach, you know, Heupel at Tennessee. Right after Jeremy Pruitt got fired, thirty-seven players from Tennessee left. Thirty-seven. You know Auburn had what twenty? That was pretty bad, right? You know, in the last year, transferring out. But think of that's that's like what over a third of your team is leaving your team. And so look at what Heupel's done in the last couple years. Tennessee is now beating Bama, and again, that's on coaching. And and now I'm not asking like I mean I I don't want to be completely irrational here and say I think we should you know just. You know, fire Harson immediately, and you know, hope we get one of those home run coaches. But I think it just shows the point that coaching is so key, especially in college football. And that's kind of that's where I'm kind of getting at it. I don't I don't think we need to go get either one of them. <laughs> it's more of yeah. a uh, just coaching is such a key thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, coaching is. Um, you know, co- coaching can equal the playing field without a doubt. Um, and you know, for everybody, there's a lot of panic out there. And to be honest with you, it's always possible. I'm scared that, Hey, what if we never get this thing turned around? Listen, Tennessee was in a worse. Now we were, we could keep trending, but Tennessee had been, been down for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had just fired another coach and they lost, like you mentioned, they lost a ton of players. And two years later, they're beating Alabama, um, Arkansas, was even was bad. I mean Arkansas couldn't win SEC games. Wasn't even competitive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and they bring in a guy who who really wasn't even a guy a lot of people would have hired and I know they they're not as hot this year. They've they faltered a little bit, but they got that turned around pretty quick at Arkansas with the right coach mm-hmm. and the right staff. That's all it takes. So yeah. if you're if you're panicking, now we we could get the hire wrong if we if we move on from Harson, but just keep in mind that really, if you get it right, you're, you're right back in the the thick of things.
1: Right. So, uh, again, I think both you and I have been simply just asking, can we see improvement? I think we saw some improvement. Is that some improvement even in this game enough to you know, sway me from saying we should fire Harson to let's give him more more of a chance? Um, now, if somehow Harston comes out, you know, and this is completely not going to happen, but like, what if he does come out and finish out the rest of the season and wins most of the games remaining? What if that does happen? I mean, that would be super hard, I feel like, for somebody to, to fire them. But I don't see that necessarily happening. And, and again, it comes back to the coaching. I, I don't know if the coaching is up to standard of what the SEC is you know, the, the way the coaches, you have to coach in the SEC.
0: If he wins every game but Bama and is competitive against Bama and has recruiting in the top 15, you keep him. Mm-hmm. To me, that's what it takes. Yeah. He he has to win. He has to beat Arkansas at home, Mississippi State on the road, Western Kentucky at home, AM at home, and be competitive against Bama. Right. If he somehow does that and, and can get recruiting by National Signing Day in the top 15, I I think you'd be silly to firing at that point because you've seen improvement and you got recruits coming in.
1: Right. Well, and one thing I mean we keep hearing you know Harson say, hey, we're that close. We're just that close to like getting there. I saw a little bit of a glimpse of hope of that with our run game, in particular this game, because our run game has been more or less non-existent this season. And I saw hope. Now, is that Ole Miss just not having a good run defense? Maybe. But at least it showed me, even with a completely hodgepodge of an offensive line with a lot of injuries going on there, we were still able to run.
0: But AJ, I mean, I'm I'm positive with you on this. I mean, we we played teams that didn't have good run defenses and we couldn't move it. So I think hmm. they I think they did figure. I know you said was that Ole Miss not Missouri was like worst in the league yeah. or something. Yep, and we couldn't move it so. I feel like they did figure something out with that, and can they? Can, and here's the thing: we have not done well. We may have figured something out. Will Arkansas adjust to that? Can we adjust back? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Can counter with adjustment. We'll see. But it was so refreshing to see Tank be what you know Tank can be. Right. Um, and-
1: I I had just gotten so you know com- uh, I hate to say the word complacent, but like that was you know. He was getting forty, fifty, maybe even sixty yards a game, and I was like, "Is that? That's not." Yeah,
0: that one carry. Yeah, he I got know, that one right? Carry. It was, it was amazing. It was like, oh, okay. And then you know, Quez did his usual, had a big yeah. one, big had a big play. Um, they had uh, Damari Austin had a couple end rounds He looked good. Yep. I I think, um, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I' am not a fan right now. I think we got to move on. But yeah, if he for somehow, and and the crazy thing is. It's not impossible. <laughs> right. Uh, Arkansas is not playing well. It's at home. Western Kentucky, you should be. A M's not playing well. It's at home. Really, if you can figure this thing out, you gotta be Mississippi State on the road, and that's not easy.
1: No. I mean um, But you still
0: gotta be competitive <laughs> against Alabama in my scenario. You can't go out there and get blown out in my right. in my mind.
1: No, I I I think that's the only way. And then again, kind of the the early signing day.
0: You, know, you got to get guys. recruiting up. Yep, you got to get recruiting up. So, but I think it, I think it. I don't. It would be almost impossible for him to get in the top fifteen. That's why I don't think this happens. But I do think he could get back to twenty if he goes on that type of run. Offense is looking competent. You're going to start having some other people signing. Okay, I see yeah. it. I, all right, I'm going to sign. Let me let's say this real quick. I don't know if we're only playing true freshmen. That's all I see making plays now. But man, that, Amari <laughs> Kelly has yet to miss a slant over the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to see more of that. Uh, Jay Fair. That was, he was covered. That was a tough play. He made a catch. I think that was his first of the year. Uh, not, we need to see more Camden Brown, but Amari Kelly, he's looking good, man.
1: Yeah. The the wide receivers, even in the little spurts, and these are mostly the young guys. I mean, again, it's kind of weird. Like, yeah, these are young, you know, 18, 19 year olds making these plays. And I'm like, where the heck is Shedrick Jackson? I think he got targeted once maybe this game. And, it, it, like, the senior leadership from the wide receivers, I feel like just hasn't necessarily been there. Like, it has in years past. Even Javarius Johnson, um, they probably put a <laughs> probably put some really good you know, defenders on him since he's such a deep ball threat for us. But, I mean, he only had two catches for 10 yards the whole game. And that's that's not something we're used to. We're used to seeing him break, be, be like the Coy Moore, you know, long pass, you know, make something happen kind of kind of person Um, a couple other things and these are kind of on the positives at one point auburn had four straight possessions where they had points scored now it's field goals or touchdowns and that was kind of end of half third quarter and even a little bit into the fourth quarter and i was like that's awesome like that's what you need um to get your offense going is consistency and uh you know we hadn't seen consistency on offense we would put together one drive and then we do a three and out and another three and out we'd punt it. And then we'd finally get maybe one more drive going or maybe one big play. And I felt like our offense did something. And that was kind of a little refreshing because we have not seen that for the most part this year. All right. Any other positives that you can think of Jerry, before we go on to some more topics?
0: Um, Hmm. I wish we had more, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> No, not really. I mean, uh, Anders had uh, was he two for two? Uh,
1: yeah, I think Anders. he
0: was. Yep, yep. So that was good.
1: Yeah, and one was forty-two yards. Like, yeah. Uh, so not a gimme. Yeah, I, I, I am thankful we have Anders, even though he looked very uh, iffy towards the beginning of this season. I mean, he has kind of more or less turned out a lot better. He's at an eighty percent completion so far. Um, so I mean, he's eight for ten. If you don't count those, you know what? Now three that were called back or whatever <laughs> this season. Yeah,
0: maybe it was just an off day. I don't know. I think yeah. we might have taken that, and maybe we went a little too extreme. Yeah. So,
1: but that's okay. Um. All right, so let's talk about a little bit of improvements that we saw on offense. So obviously, run games. Um, we had very explosive plays, which I feel like. That's something I feel like Auburn has done, and you know, very few spurts every once in a while. That feels like the only way we seem like we can score, and we did it pretty decently. I mean, Tank Bigby did it. We had you know the pass to Koi Moore. Um, I mean, we were out there. We were making those big plays, and I, and that's the kind of stuff that'll help you um, win the game. Um, so I, I want to see us make more of those, but even more so. Yeah. Explosive plays are all fun and all, but especially in the run game, think about it. Like if we didn't have those really big runs and and those are great, but if you have consistent running where we like average four, maybe five yards a carry, I would honestly take four or five yard carries over those super long runs, even though they are fun to watch. Is that, does that, I mean, like maybe I'm discounting the huge plays, but I would rather see consistency.
0: No, no, there's – I mean, I, I think I get where you're going with that. I mean, you kind of take the will of the defense if you continuously hit four or five yards of carry, right? Um, one big play, they're like, okay, we'll regroup next time. But if they can't stop you from getting five yards of carry, you kind of take their will, you keep the other team off the field, which we kind of needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I get your point, you know, with that. Um, uh, it, was, it was just so refreshing to see because it's been a while. That you know, and it's sad that you know it's sad. I'm not more mad about that game. Um, you know, I'm kind of almost like, oh, we do have an offense. Yeah. You know, we we should be really mad about that game, and I'm not I'm not happy. But I should be more upset when you. I mean, t- to lose to Ole Miss by fourteen, that's not the Auburn way. Um, but I, I do think that the fact that we actually showed signs of a competent offense, people were kind of like, yeah, okay. You know, I'm a little more relieved than I was.
1: Yeah. No, I came away from that game not feeling as bad uh, than I was expecting. Because honestly, I was thinking we'd put up like you know, 10, 14 points, which seems to kind of be par for the course in previous games, and then hope that we can slow down Ole Miss's offense. And you know, we weren't able to do that.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines dot com.
1: Another couple of things that I noticed, and this is I don't think Robbie did everything right. But I think Robbie for how he's kind of come into this position where I mean really think about it he was such an underdog you know coming into the season um, he was second string behind TJ and you're kind of seeing him slowly mature and develop and I think those are positives now is he still fumbling the ball is he still throwing interceptions yes and those are things you just you can't do I mean especially the fumbles at this point, he's, he's, he's breaking records <laughs> on fumbling. He literally has the most fumbles of any player this season in college football. Like that's, that doesn't, that that is terrible. Absolutely. Like I just can't even fathom that right now. But if you look at, you know, the way he, for example, bounced back after getting yanked for that one series where TJ came in, I was so impressed with how Robbie redeemed himself and said, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to lead this team. And yeah, did he have that weird, you know, uh, you know, interaction with Tank, you know, on the sidelines? Yeah. Did we also see that with you know players like Bo Nix? Yeah. That that's a competitive, you know, that's competitive in my mind. Yeah, it's not a great look, but you you're showing that you're fighting, and you want your team to you know, keep their head in the game. You know, so you're you're talking to Tank saying, Hey, buddy, let's go. Like we can still prove something here, and I think they did. Um, so again, it gave me that little glimpse of hope that this offense can do something and not completely and not be completely incompetent.
0: I I don't you know people get upset and I'm, whatever people can get upset about what they want. That didn't bother me. I'm like number one. I have no idea what's going on. I have no yeah. idea what's being said. Right. And I'm telling you, I will take anger over apathy any day. Like, absolutely means you care
1: right um, like like to me if robbie's just sitting on the sideline which he does a lot just by himself you know there's a moment where you're like okay dude like i mean i was just literally watching Ted Lasso and one of the the things he had you know for one of his players was be like the happiest animal in the world and guess what that animal is a goldfish why because they have a 10 second memory and i was like that's the kind of you know that's the kind of coaching that i would you know Have to Robbie it? Forget about it. Like literally, forget about it. We can talk about this after the game, but you got to forget and move on. And it's the same thing. um, You got to get you got to get the next play right. And if you don't do that, then that's 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 a problem,
0: right? You know, Robbie slammed the phone down when he got the call that he was being TJ was going in. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm weird, but I'm like, I don't want the dude to be okay being benched. Absolutely, like Uh, I, I I love that. And I would, like you said, I would much rather
1: have that intensity than him just be like, "Okay, bye." Like, no, he's pissed off. He wanted that. He wants to lead this team, and he's, you know, arguably doing a pretty decent job at it. He put up 34 points against Ole Miss. That's not something that you know a lot of a lot of teams are going to be able to do. So, um. So anyway, I think a couple other things we need to talk about. Defense, the defense had their struggles this game. I mean, I, I I'm still trying to you know, wrap my mind around how we allow almost 450 yards of rushing that in, in 2022. If somebody had ever said that to me, I'd be like, what do we just go back to like the, you know, run it up the gut every time. Kind <laughs> of are, are we just running the ball every time like that? That feels like that kind of game you know, from, you know, 30, 40 years ago, it feels like. And now it's, it's, uh you know, that, that was what Ole Miss did to us. And that, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> Especially with how our defense has done decently well this season.
0: Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I just, I hate to keep harping on the linebackers. I just think they're not, I mean, I know that I think Owen had like 16 tackles, but I just don't think they're in the right spot. And when they do, they get blown up. Yeah. And, um, I mean, to be honest with you, you know, Georgia, I mean, if Georgia would have kept passing, we'd probably keep that game close. They finally said, forget it, we're going to run. And, and then later on they were able to pass. But um, LSU, they hurt their own selves by trying to pass too much. Um, Penn State didn't have any trouble running on us. So, I, you know, we haven't really stopped the run all year, Is my point. And uh, Ole Miss was one of the – Leading rushing teams in the country, mm-hmm. so I was worried about it. We they kept doing, you know, they were they were doing jet sweeps. We had nobody out there. We had like one dude out there, and he they were getting blown up. Yeah, I just don't understand why we didn't change schematically. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I I just to be honest with you, anybody that can run the ball well, um, we're gonna it's gonna be it's gonna have to be a shootout because we Arkansas can run the ball well. It's not gonna be pretty. I mean, it's gonna be a shootout if we win
1: right and and that's honestly the thing that scares me because most teams if you can run the ball well that opens up everything and and it, that's just the way football is and if we can't stop the run it's just not going to happen i mean uh, the the offense for Ole miss had 7 yards per carry or close to it and you're that's like that's all yeah it doesn't it feel like it's more <laughs> and and yeah, that's and- like to me that that's like taking out You know, if you take out the quarterback, you know sacks and you know that kind of stuff, like that. That's crazy.
0: (laughs) Well, doesn't it feel like Derek Hall's having to make tackles that linebackers should make? I feel like absolutely. I feel like he's all over the field. I'm like, why is Derek Hall even having to be where he's at? Right. Like that's not utilizing his skill set, and I think we're having to do that to overcompensate because we know. Yeah. I just don't get it, man. I just do not get it. I I mean. Apparently, the, the the Asante from North Carolina, he must not be any good because he's not playing. I'd throw the true freshman in there, the guy that we from, I think, Mobile. I can't think of his name. I mean, at this point, it can't be any worse. I mean,
1: yeah. And the thing is, like, you look at the stats and you're like, oh, Owen had 16 tackles and he led the team. And you're like, I don't remember Owen making really any crucial I don't either. plays I don't either. That, that, you know, he stuffed a guy in the backfield. And that's well, the, the kind of stuff.
0: The, the stats are the stats. Like, okay, he had sixteen. You're like, well, well, okay, was he doing his job? No, because they had seven yard. They have four hundred. Nobody was doing their job, right? That is that is meant to stop the run when you give up four hundred fifty yards rushing. Right.
1: And it's the kind of the same thing. Like the over and over, we're seeing this. Like, what's going on there? And, and to me, I'm, I'm looking back at that and either thinking one of two things: either Zacoby McLean was. The best linebacker we've ever seen at Auburn, which I don't necessarily think that's true. But he was able to stop the run. Or the second option, this this defense is just not working. <laughs> like it's not filling the gaps. It's not doing what you're supposed to. And that's the part that kind of worries me that this defense just as good as it the talent is, like that feels like it's getting wasted. And that's to me, honestly, like if I keep coming back to like Should we fire Harson or not? Which is, I feel like the whole, like, feels like everything is revolving around that. That's, to me, the most, you know, concerning or most, you know, critical argument is I feel like we're just wasting that much talent. You know, Derek Hall doesn't seem like he's getting as, I mean, Derek Hall is freaking being a man, but it's like, where the heck is, you know, the Papos been?
0: Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I I don't, you know, um... I think we got a glimpse of what life without Zacoby uh, McLean was last year in right. the first half. Uh, we can't forget Georgia State was not great. Yeah. And they literally ran all over us mm-hmm. in the first half. They didn't have—I mean, they, they didn't like us. They just no, ran they, all over us. Yeah, Jacobi was out for targeting. He comes in the second half. They don't get a point. Right. And I think that we probably at the beginning of this year should have been a little more concerned about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking. Oh, cool, we got Papo back. You know, he's pretty good. I I think I undervalued how much Zacoby, you know helped out that that linebackers, like the linebackers, and you know linebackers. I mean, they're they're helping you know fill those gaps, and if you're they're not filling the gaps, or they're hitting a guy you know three yards downfield. I mean, to me, that's that's not a good that's not a good look. No, and I
0: like we're doing more arm tackling. You know, we. we well, you
1: you want to know a fun stat about tackling? Yeah. Okay, so defense. This game, we had twenty three missed tackles.
0: Yeah. It. Okay. I didn't even need to. I didn't even know that stat, and I I knew it because. Um. So before Kevin Steele came to Auburn we had gone through a stretch of having some some not great defenses Mm -hmm. Uh, not an Auburn way we had we'd gone in a little spell there we couldn't get good defenses we could not tackle we're doing arm tackling we couldn't do any of that still comes in and locks that down right and and I mean we were a great tackling team and and that's gone we're not a great tackling team and really that's all you got to do man I mean you got to keep them from getting the extra yards yeah um you know, you're not going to stop people from completing passes. You're not going to stop running plays from getting some yardage. Right. But you got to prevent the extra yards. You can't miss the tackles.
1: Well, and and a great example of that was Ole Miss tried to run that reverse. And we had a guy that he was like 14, 15 yards back, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. We had him, and he broke out of a tackle. And guess what? He's, he almost, you know, gets back to the line of scrimmage. And yeah, is it still a negative play? Sure, but if you are second and twenty or second and a twelve, that whole different. That's a whole different. That's a different ballgame. Ball yeah. So, to me, that you know, again, breaking tackles. If if they're doing that to us, that's a to me. That's that's just fundamentals.
0: We, yeah, <laughs> we don't do anything right. Honestly, we don't do the fundamentals right. We don't do the explosiveness right. Um, schematically I don't feel like I don't look at I've not looked at any one of our games and be like oh we we designed great plays for this game I Mm. thought we keep doing the same thing I honestly just feel like this again so I I pray this isn't the case I hope we figured something out I really just feel like our players just made things happen yeah honestly
1: yeah and I don't want to rely on that like You you
0: shouldn't that's what we did against LSU. I mean, that and then,
1: that's kinda that's kinda like, you know, saying your intramural uh you know, flag football team, just go out there and have some fun a- instead of having a strategic way of playing. To me, that's that you know, like why are we paying a coach that many million do- you know, million millions of dollars and you're like if we're just going out there and letting the players actually make the plays, that you know, some play broke down and they start making a play. Like that, that's not that's not a way to win.
0: Well, you know, so it worked in the first half against LSU and then good to, they figured it out. They shut it. They figured out a way to stop that. It didn't work at all. You're not going to work at all against Georgia. You're not just going to play backyard ball when that oh, ball yeah. game Ole Miss backyard ball got us a lot of points. Um, can can we find a way to utilize that and actually make it continue? Um, you know, it may look better up until Bama because I think the teams were playing, you know, are not as strong defensively, but, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, uh, The fundamental piece is just so hard to watch because you're talking about you're wanting to get four or five yards a a run. I mean, that's what Ole Miss was getting. You knew we couldn't stop it. It's just like we can't stop this. And I don't even know why they were passing.
1: No, if I was them, I would be like, we're legitimately just going to run. I don't care, Auburn, if you're going to put eight guys in the box. I don't care. We're just going to run, and we're going to be successful.
0: (laughs) Well, they um, they sent the running back in motion on a play. Nobody went with him. Nobody. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I remember that. Didn't even try. Like, didn't even try. And then the other one is like, so Dart is not a mobile quarterback. And they had run him enough to where then they did a play action where it was like, okay, he faked that like he was going to run it. Yep. And then the dude's wide open behind him. Yeah. I'm like, why can't we design that stuff? Because our quarterback is actually athletic. Right. Why are we not designing that type of play?
1: Yeah. Now, I do think Lane is a brilliant offensive mind. So I think there is a piece to that. But I mean, that's one of the reasons I think we hired Harson was we were like, oh, he's he's gonna he's an offensive he mind an offensive and coach, of coach. And where we, I think we showed some improvement, like I said, but that's not enough. You know, you're looking at, I mean, for for me, you're looking at the overall picture. Is our offense competent? I, I think since BoneX, our offense has been nothing comparatively the only reason we've stayed in games is because of our defense
0: <laughs> yes yeah. and, mm. and the defense is starting to show that may not be the case so we're gonna have to uh offense is gonna have to pick up the slack
1: right and, and there were so i, I do want to point out a couple pretty big plays not to completely bash on this defense i mean a couple things that happened uh puckett got you know he got that terrible pass interference call oh yeah. like Uh, we could go on and on about that. Even the commentator said that was bad, but he did get his first sack. So, you know, there, there's some, some good things that did happen. Keontae. Keontae Scott had a pick. Yeah. He had an interception and that gave us great field position at like the 35 yard line. So, you know, Auburn capitalized off that. uh, And that was his first interception as an Auburn tiger. Uh, So, I mean, he, he has, uh, I mean, for him, I, I didn't know he was going to be so good at at his position, but it's also showing, you know, not only is he good for the most part at you know special teams where he's punt returning, where he can make guys miss, he's also making plays, uh, and and pretty much batting things down, batting balls down, making interceptions. I mean, that that's kind of fun stuff. Um, and again, like wh- <laughs> Auburn's defensive backs have been stellar. And guess who's coaching them right now? Guess what? Zach. Evans. Zach <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Yep. Um, only a couple more things and we'll wrap things up. Uh like we mentioned, Honors Carlson, two for two. He also made four of his extra points. Um, so definite improvement there. Uh and then we had Oscar Chapman. He had three punts, averaged forty nine yards that game. So
0: Man, he is working towards that Heisman or whatever. <laughs> like We didn't get him enough. To, he didn't get enough play. To, he didn't get enough camber time on Saturday. <laughs> we need to punt more. Only three. Only three yeah. punts. I know. Um, but
1: I, since we're kind of on the special teams topic, I, I feel like we've kind of – we I don't think we've talked about It's the onside kick that Ole Miss ran. And to me – I so I, I played plenty of special teams in high school. And I don't know why that guy was so far off the ball. Yeah, you know, I think it was like Camden Brown or something. And it's not his fault necessarily that he's that far back. That's just coaches telling you where to stand. And we had nobody that was close to the ten yard line. Yeah. You know, that that to me is a why?
0: Like are you do you not even consider that a possibility? I don't know. Situational football and you also gotta know who you're coaching against. Yeah. Lane Kiffin is a he does he throw the rules out right. Like you're supposed to punt, he's not going to punt. King right, DB, you know it, it it is not a shock that Lane Kiffin would kick an onside.
1: Yeah, honestly, and, when that happened, I was thinking, wow, is Tupperville coaching right now. Like, yeah,
0: <laughs> like Lane Kiffin does not care. Um, you know, if he he is going to attack, 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 and when you have started scoring a lot and they cannot stop you either, and they just went down and scored. I feel like it should be on your coach's mind that this guy may do an onside. Yep, yep. Don't You don't put your hands team out there, but just have everybody up on the line and and let your team know, hey, watch out.
1: Yep. I think that's all you'd have to do because in most scenarios like that, first off, there has to be a perfectly kicked onside kick, which I, I think it was. I mean, it looked like it was nearly perfect. And you got that, but you also have to catch the... The opposing special teams completely off guard,
0: and they did. That's oh, if we're up on the line, they don't do that. I guarantee right. you that was probably a look at look at me. <laughs> yep. Uh, they looked over at the coach, and the coach is like, "Yeah, go for it." Like get it. No, like they're not up there. I mean, right. And if we'd have been up there, they'd have probably been like, "No, don't do it." Call it right.
1: Up. So again, yeah. kind of one of those again out coached and again
0: a theme. A theme. It is every game, my man. Every game.
1: Alright, so we're not gonna be doing a bi week uh preview because you know it's a bi week, but I am definitely looking forward to these guys getting a little bit of break. Um as of now we're recording about nine o'clock Eastern time on Sunday. Carson's still our coach, so I'm gonna assume he's gonna be our coach, at least through this week. Um let's also kind of talk about other things that happened to the SEC because that's that's kind of fun. There were some I mean that Tennessee Bama game lived up to the hype that everybody, I feel like, TV commentators, fans alike, were kind of going to say this is, this is going to be a good one. Um, Jared, were you able to watch this game?
0: Uh, yes, I did watch that game, and it was a great game. Yeah, I mean, so many times where I was like,
1: "Oh wow, Tennessee is about to just you know run away with it," and you know Bama, you know doing Bama things, they're going to come back. Uh, but that that game was so fun i i loved first off that that hyatt guy from tennessee had five touchdown passes with only six receptions total in a game That's that insane. is efficient
0: <laughs> yeah that was i saw travis kelsey for kansas city last week had i think he had five catches four touchdowns and oh i my. thought that was crazy but yeah this guy topped that
1: i mean that that is just insane to, to allow that to happen i feel like i'd seen that only a couple times ever where you just, you know, when that ball's in his hands and he catches it, he's gone. Um, a couple other funny things. Bama kickers, you know, into the game. Mm-hmm. Bama had a mm-hmm. chance to win or at least get the go-ahead points. And, uh, you know, Bama kickers are going to do what they always do. So It's a tradition. It is a tradition. Um, and then, I don't know about you, Jared, but I've seen some Bama fans complaining about all the penalties. And how good does it feel? to be on the, you know, for Bama to be getting that. Like, to me, that's just like, hmm, I love this.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that, uh, you yeah, know, I'm sure the refs had it out for Bama. Yeah, um, <laughs> It
1: seemed like it. Yeah.
0: It's it's just like a ba- Bama fans will watch a CBS broadcast and think that Gary Danielson doesn't like them. And I'm like, are you serious?
1: Ah, mm-hmm. Like,
0: he, he finds ways to talk about y'all during games you're not even playing in.
1: Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean there there were plenty uh, back to the penalties like I I think there were plenty of times where it was just Bama doing stupid things and like the if it's an offsides, like there's no like that's an offsides. like there's no questioning that and uh, I mean sure like does it look like it was bad sure but Bama did it to themselves and yet there well, was this so-
0: isn't the only game like Bama, I think Bama had a lot of penalties in the uh, Texas game so you know, at some point you're like, okay, y'all are just committing penalties, right? Um, and these are penalties that they probably have not called on y'all in the past. I mean, I still can't believe they went, they went like ten games five years ago without a holding call. <laughs> which is impossible wow. because you there's holding on every play. Oh yeah, so yeah, I, I'm not,
1: I won't listen to that from yeah. them um at the end of the game if you watched, you know they rushed the field and they took down the field goal post and they took the field goal post and they took them took it all the way out to the river and they put it in the river and i was like what the heck is this and apparently it's some sort of like weird tradition that they do that when they rush the field i'm like how stupid is that But
0: whatever <laughs> College football in general is pretty stupid, especially if you listen to like the chance that teams have, and yeah, it's that's it's if if you were an alien put on Earth and sent to an SEC game, you'd be like uh take me back please i don't understand <laughs> I don't these understand humans are this. weird what is this can i go back <laughs> let me go back to my other planet please it is so true like it like even just
1: the idea like and again i love bands but it's always like bands will just play like random songs and you're just like what is this like i love it like it's definitely called football but like why are you playing a johnny cash song or whatever and i'm like yeah. oh.
0: I mean the whole concept. I mean the whole concept of people, grown men, allowing college sports to ruin their life. Oh my gosh, <laughs> me included is a little silly if you're <laughs> thinking about it. It is, right?
1: We have no control over it, but you know, hey, we're fans and we're gonna get behind our team, and for us, alma mater. So that's just the way it is. All right, Jared. Any
0: other final thoughts before we get out of here? No. I mean, I guess at the end of the day. Um, probably silly, but I think the Ole Miss game gave a little hope. I think that I think if we if we have the same offensive output against Arkansas, being at home, mm-hmm. I think we can win. Yeah, no, I, I,
1: I think the way Arkansas is, is right now. I think we have a legit shot, and, and I would even argue, you know, Texas A and
0: Yeah, I think A and M too. I think you know up until that point, I mean, my goodness, in SEC games, we had what we had scored seventeen was the most. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, to go on the road and score 34, and we scored seven against Georgia in the second half. So I know that's silly, but, hey, that's two games in a row. We've done some scoring in the second half. So maybe they have figured it a little bit out there. So I'm going to hold on to that, hope. And, um, yeah, let us let the boys rest over the bye week, and uh, let's go get after it in two weeks.
1: Yep, absolutely. Jared, how can the people stay in touch with you?
0: You can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore.
1: It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.